If you've been trying to create some consistent, reliable income with an online business or a little side project online, but you just can't seem to break through and get consistent numbers, even smaller numbers. We're not talking about six figures. We're not talking about massive five-figure launches. We would just like to make a $1,000 a month consistently. If you feel like that person that's stuck and you don't know what's wrong with you or what you're missing, today's episode is for you. Welcome to episode 68 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Thank you for hanging out with me for part of your day today, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, whether you are taking a break from your day or you're in a morning or evening commute or just doing the dishes, that's usually when I listen to a podcast. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I will promise you to deliver some really helpful value today, especially if you are stuck and you would like to create some consistent revenue today. I'm going to give you some math, give you the formula, walk you through step-by-step what the difference maker is. Before we jump into the content today, I want to give you more content that you can either go open up in another browser right now or just check it out now and then come back to this, whatever you like. Today, we are talking about creating $1,000 a month consistently in your online business, but I have an entire workshop that breaks this down even further. I'm going to give you the math today. I'm going to walk you through a, a real example of one of my students who was stuck and is stuck and what I was trying to coach him through to break through to this, this simple barrier that seems really hard to reach when you're stuck. Uh, So I'm going to give you some of that, but really in this episode, we're going to be talking about two of the important uh, elements of creating what I think is more important than just money consistently, but it's passive income consistently so you can go live the rest of your life. There's really four elements, and I break all four of these down in my passive income workshop. It's about 45 minutes, but not only do I break down the four elements, I walk you through the exact tools that I'm using in both of my businesses and cheaper and free alternatives if you don't want to use those. And I give you some templates and scripts that you can use right away to see traction to create your own passive income stream in just 30 minutes a day. So I want you to have that full and complete training, uh, and it's for free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to link to it below so you can check that out. Again, it's about 45 minutes of training, and it really dives into how to find your profitable idea if you don't know what it is, how to create passive income how to find people to sell your digital products to, how to automate the process so that you don't just make sales, but you make sales when you aren't working, which is a huge part of my ethos. I want you to be able to create a revenue stream and also have that be independent of your work hours so that you have flexibility and freedom because it's not just money that we want, it's time and flexibility as well. And that's where passive income comes in. So check out the passive income workshop at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. For today, let's start with a story. One of my students in my six-figure coaching community, which is my monthly membership for business owners who haven't reached six figures necessarily, but they want to reach six figures. Um, Some of them have, and they want to reach multiple six figures, or they have a six-figure business, but it's a service-based business, or it requires 40 hours a week. And so they joined to help me, uh, for me to help them, I should say, 
keep that revenue or scale their revenue while working 20 hours a week or 10 hours a week, right? So it it they are the exception rather than the rule, but a lot of my members have a business where they're making some little to some or decent money and they want to scale. One of my students, Stephen, left this comment in the community the other day and it kind of broke my heart a little bit and I felt his pain. So I'm going to read his comment uh, and then I want to break down what my response to Stephen was inside the community of my answer to him because I think it will be helpful to you as well. So Stephen, we were talking, I'd asked a question about what are you really strong at in your online business and what are you weakest at? Just so people can, it's really important for people to articulate where they ha- are having wins. Like we always want to beat ourselves up and where do I suck and what do I need to work on? I'm not a big fan of that. I'm more of a fan of like enhancing your strengths than worrying about minimizing your weaknesses. So it's important to articulate what our strengths are. And everyone has different strengths. Everyone in online business has different strengths. Uh, For some people, they're really good at the marketing. For some people, they're really good at the content. For some people, they're really good at the idea generation. For some people, they're really good at communicating on camera. Those are different strengths that all are important to a successful online business. But you can get by with being okay at most of them if you're really good at one of them. So I, I wanted people to articulate, what are you really good at? And then subsequently, I did want them to articulate, what do you think is your biggest weakness right now? AKA, what can we help you with? Because it is a community. A lot of really good comments. And then I saw Stevens, and it kind of made me pause. He said, I've commented on this previously, but it is so very frustrating to hear of some who start an online business and in the first year are already making relatively significant money. Let me stop for a second. Have you felt that? Have you been frustrated that you've been at your online business in a year's time? Maybe you've been down at it for two or more years. And it's hard for you to make money, but you see other people who are like, oh, I started my online business last month and now I'm making $30,000 a year. Okay, Stephen has felt that. Then he goes on to say, I have been at this for 10 years and I'm clearly missing something. This is what broke my heart. Just some context, Stephen teaches guitar. That's his skill, he teaches guitar online. Whether I overthink each and every step or perhaps have had a bad psychological relationship with money, it, money, just seems to never really come to me. And this despite the fact that the feedback I get from my teaching, teaching guitar, is frequently very much appreciated. I'm a very creative person with nothing but good intentions. I love this self-analysis of Stephen. I don't know if I love his thought that he might have bad psychological relationship with money. That might be true. A lot of us do. I don't know Stephen well enough, although I have interacted with him before in some detail. I don't know about his upbringing with money or his psychological relationship with money, but that is a real thing. People can have scarcity mindsets versus abundance mindsets. I did an entire episode and video on the abundance versus scarcity mindset, and that's a real thing, by the way. And it doesn't just apply to money, but it certainly does. But he's basically saying, like, money never comes to me, even though he's been teaching for 10 years, Guitar Online, and people seem to like his teaching, and he's a creative person, and he really has a great heart, which I can vouch for. This is where he gets a little more specific. I want to earn a respectable income, but I have no interest in being uber wealthy. Now, that could just be a simple throwaway statement, or I could be reading too much into it. I almost read into that. I think he maybe does have a scarcity mindset. To say I don't want to be uber wealthy is almost like a justification of like, I'm not asking for too much, you know? 
Like I'm not asking the world to give me too much. I just want to make a little bit of a revenue. And I get the heart of what he's saying, but there could be some baggage there. I'd be interested to dive in because what's wrong with being uber wealthy? There's actually nothing wrong with being uber wealthy. But but we have a, a world, it depends on where you go in the world, especially in Western culture, especially in America, that demonizes the wealthy. And we look at the wealthy as the problem, as if the wealthy have done something wrong to earn their wealth, or that they owe the rest of the world something, when they don't, because we certainly don't want people saying that we owe the world something if we only make $60,000 a year, because we don't define ourselves as uber wealthy if we make $60,000 a year, which, ironically, we are uber wealthy on the global scale. But that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about skewed perspectives on wealth, but it sounds like he might have a skewed perspective on wealth because that's not a bad thing to want to be uber wealthy. In fact, I would want people like Stephen who have good intentions and who are creative and who love people well to be the uber wealthy rather than the punks and the, the jerks and the tyrants to be uber wealthy. So let's have the uber wealth go to the really nice people, shall we? Because they're probably gonna do good things with that money and make the world a better place, amen? Okay, so, but what he's saying on the surface is basically, look, I'm not asking for a ton of money. I just would like to make some money. He says, if others have some of these same feelings, I'm wondering if it might be helpful for us to create a mastermind of some sort to help each other figure out where the true blockage is coming from. He capitalized the word true. He feels like there's some thing blocking money from him and he doesn't know what it is. He says, for me at this point, and this is where he gets specific, I would be amazed at earning $1,000 per month consistently. Forget six figures. Your thoughts are all welcome. I have some thoughts, Stephen. So I left him a comment um, that became the basis of this episode because I, again, I didn't want it to just stay in the community. I wanted it to benefit you as well. Stephen is asking something very fair. How come I've been at this for 10 years, people love my teaching, I have good intentions, I can't even make $1,000 a month consistently, let alone six figures. I'm not worried about six figures at this point. At this point, first step for me would love to be $1,000 a month. And I think Stephen's right. In order to make six figures a year, you have to start by making $1,000 a month consistently that it's all about baby steps. And I think people have too big of dreams and lofty goals, and those sound great on paper, and they might put them on a piece of paper on their mirror while they brush their teeth, and they look up at it, and they say, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire, I'm gonna be a millionaire. Speaking that into the existence doesn't make you a millionaire. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't buy in, into any of that crap. Saying something doesn't make it a reality. Now, you might motivate yourself by seeing your dream, and believing your dream, and staying focused on your dream, that is has some value, but motivation doesn't make you a millionaire. Saying you wanna be a millionaire doesn't make you a millionaire. What makes you a millionaire? Math and some hard work, breaking it down into some goals, and stepping your way up there, okay? There's a lot of stuff in between, but you could break it down to that. You still have to take your goal, chop it up, say, well, what's the first step to that goal, you know? How do, and what do I gotta do for that first step? And let's get that first step. Oh, I got there. What's the next step, right? It's, it's pretty linear process. It's not magical, right? But he doesn't wanna be a millionaire right now. He just wants to make $1,000 a month, which is a step on the way to six figures. But let's take his goal of $1,000 a month and break that down into steps. Because you can't just say, I wish I made $1,000 a month consistently. Right? That's not gonna make you make $1,000 a month consistently. You can keep watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts like this 
about how to make $1,000 a month consistently. You can watch my workshop on passive income, how to make $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. And it's still not going to make you $1,000 a month. I wish it would just by watching it. You actually have to go do something. It's just a combination. At the end of the day, this is, I'm going to break it down right now. But I told Stephen, it comes down to two things. Your goal of $1,000 a month, Stephen's goal of $1,000 a month, consistently, not just a flash in the pan, but consistently comes down to two things. Knowing what people truly want. And I think a lot of times we take that for granted. I don't think we, at the end of the day, know what people truly want. And math. That's it. Knowing what people truly want and math are the two things. So let me explain myself. So there's if there's two main parts to this, let's start with the first part, knowing what people truly want. And so this is what I told Stephen. I said, many people struggle with turning their skill or knowledge into an income because they miss the connection between what they want to do and what their audience wants to buy. Stephen is a great example. He has a skill. He can play guitar. He has another element of that skill. He can teach guitar. So those are two different things. Not everyone who can do the thing can teach the thing, but he can do both. And he does teach people, I think in the real world, teaches real lessons. And he's trying to create passive income online. That's why he's in my community. That's why he follows me, okay? So he knows a skill and he knows what he wants to teach. Some context for Stephen, he really believes that, and I know this because I've reviewed his website and his, his sales copy and these things, he really believes that one of the missing links for guitar players is the ability to understand rhythm and strumming. And so he also believes that there is tons of random guitar content out there, but there's no cohesion to how it all fits together. And those both might be very true statements. As a guitar player, um, I can see the benefit of understanding rhythm and strumming. It's very important to guitar. I don't know if that is the biggest burning pain, but I don't teach guitar and I haven't learned learned guitar, quote unquote, for many, many years. I've been playing it since I was a teenager. And then I do agree that one of the problems with learning anything is that there are all these disparate pieces of content on the internet. There's no cohesive way to tie it all together. And that's hopefully what Steven will do with his content. But he's gone all in on his website, on his content, on his 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 blog on his lead magnet with the positioning that like you're overwhelmed with all the random content and I'm going to teach you the strumming and, and 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 rhythmic secrets like that's the big secret and and I've told them this before so I can tell you this I don't think that's what people actually really care about I mean I'm a guitar player so I kind of know I'm kind of his target market but um I would guess even without being in the target market that that seems very uber niche and almost out there. Now, I think Stephen, that's like one of his things that he teaches his students and he finds that it's helpful for his students. And so that might be true of what people need to learn, but there's a difference between what people need to learn and what they want to learn. Does that make sense? Your job to make any money online or to sell anything, period, forget online business or passive income. Your job is not to sell people what they need. Your job is to sell people what they want. Now, you still need to give them what they need. I don't think you need to, you know, for lack of a better term, prostitute yourself out for just whatever it is people want you to be, just be whatever they want you to be. 
and just be a shallow version of what you wish you were, where you got into this business with great intentions to change the world. And at the end of the day, you're selling, I don't know, sugar water, right? Like you wanted to sell health food, but people want soda. So you sell soda because that sells easier. I don't, I don't want you to be that. But I do want you to understand there is generally a fundamental difference between what people want, aka what they think they need, and what they actually need. And your job is to marry those two, is to find the intersection. So in your marketing, and to quote my friend Andrew Locke, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. Marketing is your blog post. Marketing is your header on your website. Marketing is your free guide that you give away. Marketing is what you say in a podcast when you're being interviewed. Marketing is your opinion on a subject. Everything is marketing. So for marketing to work well, you have to speak to what they want and their felt need. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Now, you can wrap in what they truly need. You can wrap in your unique discoveries and your unique angles and what you have discovered that truly gets results. Because at the end of the day, what sells product is testimonials and you don't get testimonials unless you get people results and you won't get people results if you just give them what they think they want. You gotta give them what you know works. But you gotta lead with what they want. So. What I told Stephen is like, this is why interacting with real people and doing your research as you create content, even your free content, especially your free content, is so important. You have to do research. You have to talk to real people to get a clue as to what they actually want, as to what they actually think about, what actually keeps them up at night. If you do that, if you research, if you ask, if you interact, without your preconceived notions, without putting words in their mouth, eventually they will tell you what they want. And your job is to embrace what they tell you and then give them exactly what they want, but sneak in what they need as well, okay? So I think that is a huge part of people's problems when it comes to not making money consistently, or forget making money. I see this as well in people that are frustrated with their YouTube channel, let's say. Nobody's watching my YouTube videos. I've been making videos for two years and the channel's not grown. I still have 50 subscribers and I have you know 20 views on a video. What's the problem? What's the, what's the, the YouTube secret? Dude, there is no secret. Yes, there's an algorithm. And yes, it weights certain things higher than others. Namely, watch time, keywords that are relevant in the title, description, and tags, and engagement, right? Those things are huge. But the secret isn't those things. Like YouTube growth isn't those things. Those things help put fuel on an already burning fire, but you have to get the fire going first. And to get the fire going, the reason why some YouTube channels do well and some don't is because some YouTube channels give people what they want and others don't. It's really that simple. It's the most democratized platform. And I'm using YouTube as you know sort of an uh, analog analogy for all content. But the people that grow are the people that give the people what they want. It's really that simple. You can hate it. You can resent it because what people want is generally a lot of times pretty shallow and stupid. They want entertainment. They want to be 
you know, they want to laugh. They want scantily clad women on Instagram. I mean, it's sad. It's sad at the end of the day. I mean, TikTok is a great example. I'm not trying to come down on TikTok and Lord knows it might already be banned by the time this episode goes out or maybe Microsoft bought it. I don't know. But TikTok is a great example of just the shallowness of our culture. And I'm not trying to beat down on TikTok. If you love TikTok, it's fun. And I, I watch shallow entertainment too. But it thrives off of just silly dances and music and songs and and sometimes provocative things like it's just that that's it's it's you can't hate on it it's what people want it's what people want so we can resent what people want all day long or or we can stop having a pity party and we can decide how do i meet people where they actually are and give them what they want in my field in my niche okay like i'm not going to take my clothes off maybe maybe you're glad about that maybe you're sad about that and i'm not i'm not going to do stupid you know music videos uh and i'm not going to do a lot of clickbaity stuff about how to make a million dollars um while you pick your nose uh i, I i'm going to give you what i can give you right i'm only going to share what i know to work but i'm not doing that in a vacuum i'm i'm thinking very intentionally about what you want and where you're at. And I only know that not by thinking necessarily. I only know that by actually talking with you and engaging with you um, and people like you and then internalizing that and then processing, okay, this is where people get stuck. The reason I'm doing this episode is because a real person, Stephen, in my membership had a real problem. So I'm not making up this problem and it's not the first time I've seen this problem. So that's where this content comes from because a lot of you just would like to make $1,000 a month consistently online right? I'm paying attention to what people want. And then I'm going to give you what you need, the way to actually get there. Okay. So, and I'm doing this, this is kind of meta because I'm doing that right now. So that's super important. And for Steven, I think that's a huge part of it. And I think that's the hardest part, honestly, of this two-part formula of how to make consistent revenue online. And in our case, $1,000 a month, the hardest part is, is coming up with stuff that people want because it takes research and it takes time. And it takes you opening your eyes. And I, I know that the beauty of, of an online business is you can do this from home by yourself. You don't need anybody. It's great for introverts like me. It's great for stubborn, prideful people like me who don't want to rely on other people or don't trust other people, don't want to have a team because I'd rather just do it all by myself. Like it, even though I, the irony is that I can't do it all by myself and I do have a team. I I understand that 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 draws a certain type of person who then's like, if I just watch the online course and listen to a podcast like Graham's and, and just do the work. Like I don't have to interact with people. I can just make the thing, put out the thing and money comes into my pocket. I wish that were true, but it breathes that sort of like isolated bubble of an entrepreneur, which is never going to be a successful entrepreneur. You actually have to talk to people. I'm sorry. Now, maybe you don't have to get them face to face, but you can do it on social media. You can do it on email. You can do it in YouTube comments. You can do it on a Zoom call with some of your super fans, which is a great idea, by the way, and find out what they want, what they need. My wife does this as a great way. Shay has a um, styled stock imagery subscription site that also includes marketing training and captions and everything for social media, for entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs who need images and they need uh, marketing for their business and their social media she provides that. It's called socialsquares.com. little plug for my wife. But one of the things she does really, really well is every month she has a day dedicated to calls with her customers. 
and they pull in their top customers by longevity who have been subscribers for the longest. And they reach out and say, hey, you know, this is, her team does this. Our founder, Shay, our CEO, would love to jump on a 30-minute call with you and just hear about your, your experience with the product and find out what you like and don't like about it. And so she she has these all scheduled on one day. And one day out of the month, she sits down and has like five or six of these calls. And she asks, you know, how are you using it? How did you find it? What's What do you love about it? What could we do that's better? What, what, could, what frustrates you about it? What does our competition do better than we do in this area? Because a lot of these people have subscribed to multiple of these services. And Shay has gotten so much great information from just literally asking people, what could we do better? Stuff that has directly changed the product for the better. That's a great example. Just do the research and you will always know what people want. That's the most important thing. And not enough people talk about that. That's why I spent a good amount of time on I'm going to move on from that. But until you understand that you have to give what people truly want, none of the math matters. But if you do get this, then it all becomes simple math, which is so helpful. Okay. This is what I told Stephen. Once you know what people want, that intersection between what they want and what you want to give them, and you launch your first digital product that people actually want to buy, and I teach this in my workshop, grahamcocker.com slash workshop. It's free. It simply comes down to math. So how many sales do you need to make per month at the price point that your product is at to hit $1,000 a month or whatever your goal is, fill in the blank. So if Stephen wants to make $1,000 a month, we have to figure out a couple things. What's the price point of his product? Okay, so I said, for example, if he did his research and he built a killer guitar course that is exactly what people want, and he sold it for $100, okay? Math tells us he would need to sell 10 copies a month to reach $1,000 per month. And we don't want this just in a launch. We want this consistently. This is key here. A lot of people can teach you how to launch, but they're not teaching you how to make this consistently. Those are two different skill sets, and they're two different tactics. They're both important. I love launches. I love big launches. They feel great. They stroke your ego, and they put a lot of money in the bank. And then they, they're great to be able to teach other people, oh, I made all this money on a launch. But what I really like and what I'm a bigger fan of is money coming in that's dependable so you know just about how much it's going to be. It's consistent. It always comes in and you didn't have to do anything for it. You did the work a long time ago, and everything is set up, and it's coming in. That is my favorite type of income. That's the kind of income that you want. Passive, consistent, dependable, okay? So how do we do that passively, consistently, dependable? It's just math. So one of the things that I teach you in my workshop is to build an evergreen funnel, and I teach you a great template of an evergreen funnel that works. And an evergreen funnel is an automated series of emails that new subscribers who join your list go through. And it adds value, it establishes credibility and authority for you, and it pitches your product. So for Steven, if he had an evergreen funnel that converted at 1%, meaning 1%, not of 1% of the people that went through the funnel and saw the funnel, but 1% of all people who joined his list, because in theory, they all get these emails, but some go to spam, some people never open them, some people miss them, whatever. But if 1% of the people that are subscribed to this evergreen funnel convert, actually buy, that means to sell 10 copies a month, he would need 1,000 new people joining his email list every month. 
right? You see what a thousand people join, one percent of those convert to to paid customers. That's ten copies sold at a hundred bucks each. That's a thousand bucks. So he would need a thousand people joining his list every single month, or thirty three people joining his list every single day. Real simple math. Now, if you had a killer sales page or really targeted uh, audience where it just was a perfect fit and they were super hungry, maybe your email funnel converts at 5%, which would be amazing. If that's the case, then you only need 200 new people to join your list every month or six to seven new people joining your list every day consistently to make those 10 sales a month to make $1,000 a month. This is how we get to content marketing being so freaking important. Some people come to the conclusion when they hear this math that ads is so important. And you could say that. If you could run ads to get that number of new leads per month and they converted at that percentage, then that could substitute. But there's a lot of hypotheticals in there. Will your ads work? Do you have the money for ads when the algorithm changes, will you keep up with the changes? And is the quality of your ads, ad leads, the same as the quality of leads from organic content traffic? And I would venture to say no, not the same. Might be able to get the same numbers, not the same type of person. So I think you're gonna get a lower conversion on all those Facebook ad leads or YouTube ad leads than you would organic leads. So I'm gonna throw ads out because I think you need way more leads coming from ads for this to work than you do organically through your content. So that just leaves content marketing. This is why you need to make consistent content every week, multiple times a week if you can, but at least every week. It needs to be really good content. It needs to be on topics people actually want. It needs to be evergreen content, not just Instagram posts or TikTok videos or even a podcast. As much as I love podcasts, it's hard to grow pure podcasts, unless you do guests and those guests invite their audience, then I think it can grow. Otherwise, podcasts in their current form in America are isolated in a bubble. They're isolated in the podcast bubble, as opposed to YouTube videos and blog posts, which can show up in Google searches and YouTube searches. So it is possible for your podcast to show up in both. If you do like I'm doing, I'm filming my podcast. It's also a YouTube video. Or if you put it as a blog post with a transcript uh, and you have some good, simple SEO, it could show up there as well. So you would definitely need those things in place if you're just doing a pure podcast to grow. But evergreen content, content that you make it once it's relevant. It's got the right keywords that people, even five years from now, can find it when they're just Googling, when they have their query, as I said uh, last week. They have their query, and they can discover you and go, oh, this is really helpful, and go down the rabbit trail of opting in for your lead magnet, and then now they're on your list. This is why consistency of really good content is so important. And then this goes back to my very first point in this episode. you got to know what people want. Otherwise, you could be making great content all day, every day, 17 times a day, and not do anything because it's not what people want. And this is where people get lost, and their eyes glaze over, and they go, oh, but I don't want to do that. And then I just tell them, oh, well, then I guess you don't want thousands and millions of dollars then. I mean, like, what else can I tell you? Money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't come to you magically. It takes work but not as much as you think. In fact, if you build your business in the way that I teach, 
as the months and years tick on, you will find that it is possible, and if you're intentional about this, to work less and less and less, and for your business to scale and grow more and more and more, which is why I can spend three to four hours a week running a business that does over a million dollars a year in revenue. It's the power of passive income, but my friend, it takes some work, but it's worth it. I'd rather spend three hours a week and make a million dollars than spend 40 hours a week and make $30,000 like I used to. But it still takes some work. And the content is the biggest work. That's that's the fuel for the engine. So I, the last thing I said to Stephen was, if you're not at that level where you're getting the 1,000 opt-ins a month, or if you have a killer converting funnel, the 200 opt-ins a month, the 33 opt-ins a day or the six to seven a day. I said, Stephen, if you're not at that level, then you need to rethink your content strategy because to make $1,000 a month consistently, and I'm not coming down on Stephen or you, and I'm not trying to make light of this, but to be honest, to make $1,000 a month, to make $5,000 a month, to make $10,000 a month consistently, there's no magic. It is literally math, my friend. It is just math. You need the right product at the right price point, the right number of leads converting at a certain percentage, which means you need to reach more and more people. So if you want to make more money, you got to reach more people, get more opt-ins, sell more product, or maybe have more higher price products, or maybe have upsells, or maybe have multiple products. It's just, you can arrange it however you want. Bigger audience, better conversion rate, better email from, you know, audience to email conversion rate, higher price product, multiple products, subscription-based product, any of these dials you can turn up to increase your revenue. It's just math. But the math without knowing what people want and giving them what they want is meaningless. It really is a twofold strategy. So in review, for Stephen and for you, it comes down to two things, knowing what people truly want and math. So my question for you is, which one of those two are you struggling with the most? Are you giving people what they truly want? Is your is your content amazing? Does it do people join your list? Do they love it, but you're just not reaching enough people? Let me know. Leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Or are you struggling with the other thing? Do you have content that people want and people love it, but you just don't have enough people buying or opting in and you just need like more numbers? I don't, I don't, maybe I said that backwards. I'm kind of confused. It's one of the two, right? Which one are you struggling with? You have to really look at it and be honest with yourself. And it's hard. It's hard to almost self-analyze because you might think I'm my content's great. It's just an audience problem. But a lot of times our content's not great. So what is it? Is your content strong, but you're just not reaching enough people yet? Or are you reaching a lot of people, but your content isn't exactly what people want when it comes to buying? A lot of people can make really good free content, but they struggle on what to sell. That's their paid digital product. And so they're like, what do I do? The math looks good, except for there's no one buying because I don't have a product people want. I'd love to hear where you're at in that. And if you want to dive deeper, you should take my workshop. It's free. It's about 45 minutes of hard teaching, and it will walk you through the four components. We talked about content being one of them, and we talked about having a product people want being the other one. There's two more. And I I walk you through templates on how to build an evergreen funnel. I walk you through the tools that I'm using to run both of my passive income businesses, 
I walk you through how to automate the process. I walk you through how to figure out if your idea is even going to be profitable, your content strategy, all of that. And you can just literally walk through this material step by step. I even have one of my paid students, Rich, reached out to me recently. Um, and he's got my course and he's in my membership. Uh, and he was even saying that he was looking back over the uh, the workshop. Oh, sorry, not Rich. It was Fabrice. Sorry, Fabrice. I'm, I'm two conversations I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up. But Fabrice reached out to me. And he was going back to this free workshop again, even though he's got my paid courses because he really liked the flow of it and it was helping him solidify some things in the order. So it, it really is linear and, and it, it keeps it clear for you. So if you want to dive in deep, like watch the workshop, just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. It really will help you out. And it will get you up and running on what you need to be doing if you have 30 minutes a day to start to create your $1,000 a month or more of passive income. It's going to take what we talked about today and put it on steroids for you. So links below if you're watching on YouTube or just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. And as always, thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate your time. And I hope this was helpful. And if it was, let me know. Subscribe to the channel if you want to see more videos like this. If you're on YouTube, like it. If you want to give me that thumbs up, it means a ton. But I hope you're doing really, really well. And I hope you're not discouraged. My, my true hope for you every single week is that I jump on here and I light a fire on your butt. And I break down barriers, break down myths, and encourage you to actually go take action. Because I believe you can do this. I know you can do this, but I want to help you figure out what the pitfalls are so that you can get around them and reach your goals. And if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to speak into existence while you brush your teeth, go ahead. But let's start with step one, which is let's let's be a thousandaire. Let's make a thousand dollars a month consistently in passive income, and we'll scale it up from there. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week.